Oh, I love the sound of that. Hey everyone, this is Kate, co-host of the Payoff Podcast, and that sound that you heard just there was the very unusual sound of people socialising and having a beer together in person in the Sydney CBD. Now, we're obviously in the middle of lockdown here in Sydney, but this episode was recorded a couple of months back with Shane Duffy, the CEO of Employment Innovations, or EI for short. It was an absolute pleasure having Shane into the office to talk about his experience as a CEO. In this chat, we cover everything from retaining staff to how EI innovates and the changes that Shane has seen in the industry since starting his career. I hope you enjoy this episode and just wanted to send some extra love to all of the people and businesses that are currently impacted by this recent COVID outbreak. Stay safe, everyone, and enjoy the episode. Hi, Shane. <laughs> I'll have to pretend like I don't know you because I know a lot about you already. Um, so we've today we've got Shane Duffy, who is the CEO of Employment Innovations, who I go way back with, seven years now? I think so, yeah. Yeah, about seven years. So um, Shane comes from one of our partners, Employment Innovations, also known as EI, and has been with the business for 13 years in various roles and is currently the CEO and has the nickname the Accidental CEO, well, amongst us anyway, <laughs> um, because you've sort of fell into to that role, didn't you? Uh, yeah, look, uh, my background is HR. Um, mm. I think when we were working together, I was I was in a HR role, working internally and externally with clients. And when the opportunity popped up to for CEO of Employment Innovations, I wasn't really sure if it was right for me or whether I'd make a good fist of it. So, um, yeah, it was a bit of the accidental CEO, and I, I sort of uh, accepted it on, on an interim basis just to see if it was right for me and right for the company for for a few months, and then. Um, yeah, it was, it was working quite well, so we, we made it permanent from that point. So, yeah, I, I did sort of fall into it um, accidentally, you can put it that way. Yeah, yeah. So what what led you into HR initially? Well, look, um, I've only ever – when I graduated, I, I, I started working for in the farming industry as an advisor in industrial relations, so I spent five years there. I don't know why I sort of went down that path um, in, in IR. I, did, I do have a sort of a passion for, for, for HR and for the technical side of, of employment law, so that was sort of where my passion lied and, and it sort of moved into HR from, from the technical background when I started with EI 13 years ago. Great. Yeah. Okay, so um, so you sort of ended up like working your way up. Um, was it a big adjustment from working with customers and providing outsourced HR like processes and also you provided internal HR services as well. Was it a big sort of adjustment from kind of stepping away from the HR stuff to then um, looking at like the more operational stuff from, the, uh, from that CEO side? Oh yeah, definitely. I, I was I was nervous about a few things that I wasn't quite sure about, particularly um, marketing and finance. I was a bit daunted by those uh, areas of, of responsibility and, and even when I took on the role, I, it took me a good six months to really probably get an understanding of marketing. It probably took me another 12 months after that to understand a balance sheet. So, yeah, I, I had a lot to learn in my role. Yeah. yeah as, great. as a CEO and, like, seeing those gaps that you might have had when you first stepped into the position, how do you go about um, filling the gaps that you might have been a bit uneasy about to, to start off with? 
Yeah, I was lucky I had some good people around me. Um, you know, the board that I reported to had some good people on it. Um, I was able to learn a lot from, from them. They're obviously running other businesses and I'll learn how, from them how to do things. So that, that helped. Um, and uh, look, just a, a, a bit of just learning on the job and just um, if you don't understand something, you, you read about it, you try and learn about it and, and that's sort of how I've gone about it. Yeah, so you kind of got mentorship from other people who were in similar, had similar background experience? Yeah, I, I, not just through the board that I report through to, but I've also I've got a few networks of, of like-minded sort of CEOs and general managers. We get together monthly, group of 12, and we bounce ideas off each other. That's been a big help as well. Awesome. Is that all in the HR space or various? No, mul- multiple industries. Um, so it's part, yeah, part of an executive connection group. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Would you recommend that to other people in your position? Definitely, yeah. Look, I think there's a few of them out, out there now. Uh, I think um, the good thing about the tech or the executive connection is you get um, a one-on-one coaching with a, with a, a mentor through that. There's another one called Cub, which is relatively new, based in Sydney and Melbourne. Much more about networking. Um, you're meeting different people every every six months, and I found that to be quite good as well, just to learn from different walks of life how they approach things. Yeah, great. That's awesome. Awesome. With with that kind of learn on the job attitude that you took to your role, is that something that you translate into the the culture at EI as well with with new hires? Obviously, with like employment law and HR, you need to have that kind of background there. But maybe with like marketing or or sales role, um, would you have that attitude that you take? Um, rather than being the expert at everything, just having someone with a positive attitude and, um, yeah, that you can kind of upskill. Yeah, look, I think for, for any role, I, mean, I think everyone's learning uh, across all levels of the business when they come in. You, you can't expect them to know, know everything from day one. They're always learning new approaches and new ways to do things. So I think it's a pretty cool. We're, we're also pretty proud of the fact that we can bring a lot of young people through the business. Uh, we've got a some pathways to allow graduates to sort of cut their teeth in HR before they get into the more uh, difficult areas of partnering and the like. So we're pretty proud of the fact we brought people through um, under that sort of arrangement as well. Yeah, I guess it must be pretty inspiring for like, say, a HR graduate coming in and seeing somebody like you who's literally worked like every rung of the ladder all the way right up to the top, you know, and considering, I guess, that 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 might be possible for somebody in their position. Yeah, look, um, I I don't know how many HR people ended up being CEOs. We we are in the HR industry, so I guess that helps to a degree, but it's... um, yeah, anything's possible in that regard. Yeah. <laughs> so I've known you through work for a long time and we've, we've known each other well for a long time. And I know you to be like great fun and, you know, you like to cut loose and have, have good crack. Like, was there, was there anything that you had to do to sort of adjust when you went into that CEO role? Was it like, okay, now this is a little bit more serious or have you just kept that same attitude of, of like fun through your CEO role? I don't think, I think the progression from when I went from uh, into internal HR, people and culture role, I had to make some adjustments there because that's got a bit of responsibility on sort of towing a line and being, I guess, a, a bit responsible in certain areas. So I think the progression into that role was was probably I had to adjust a few things in myself. But moving into CEO, I've tried to, to maintain my own personality there. So I haven't tried to change a great deal. I am what I am. So yeah, we, we do we do still have, try to have a lot of fun and uh, probably not as much as we used to back in the day. We used to probably go a bit harder, but it's still, uh, it's still very much yeah. we keep a lot of things true to, to EI, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good to know. That's great. That's yeah. great that you're still keeping keeping it real, <laughs> even though you're the boss. <laughs> <laughs> and you've, you've been EI for so how long now? 
Uh, just past 13 years last week, wow. actually. So, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So you've sort of, you've, you've worked your way up. You've been in a few different roles there. How do you bring in new ideas or what inspires you to bring new ideas into the company after being there for so long? Yeah, look, historically, when I was in more um, functional roles in HR, I, I used to learn a lot from what businesses were doing, particularly overseas. I used to sort of look to uh, the USA for a lot of inspiration on sort of innovative talent management strategies. It was always sort of a couple of years ahead of Australia. So I'll just, I'll just get some ideas from there. I think now um, in the CEO role, um, most of my ideas are coming through uh, those networking um, opportunities we have and, and, and speakers that come along to those networking events. Um, they do have some great ideas and insights into different approaches to doing things. And some of those speakers that have, that have, um, that have come through tech, for example, have, um, have certainly, I've certainly introduced some of those ideas and, and, and concepts into our business. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. And what since you started, what is the? Um, there's probably been lots of changes, but what is the biggest shift that you've seen? Um, I guess in in EI and also in the industry uh, since you started. Well, I guess the industry is such a growing industry, it's, and we're lucky we're in such a an industry in outsourced HR and payroll. It's, it's you know, the industry is growing by size every year, so that's a good thing, and um, it's allowing us to, you know, to to grow as businesses in a growing industry. I think as a business, uh, look, what it hasn't always been uh, smooth sailing um, as, as a business. We've had our ups and downs and, and that's probably made things all the more rewarding, the fact that we've gone through some painful periods. And I think I look back to the first year when I was in, a CEO of EI um, in 2017, we lost some big contracts. We've got a labour hire business on the side and that, it's a very profitable labour hire business. And we lost some significant contracts. It put a lot of pressure on our business profitability we had um, a lot of turnover of HR and payroll staff. We had a lot of tension between teams. We had a very, very limited marketing budget. And it was through that period that um, that we – I sort of went back to my HR fundamentals in a way and I sort of looked at the employee experience and their HR practice and, and try and improve the employee experience first, which then in turn had that flow-on effect to the customer experience, which was we were suffering where our customers were suffering because of our constant turnover and – by putting all that in, that time and investment into our hiring, our training, our coaching, and giving people a bit of autonomy and, and responsibility, getting the organisation structure better down better, improving the leadership team, all those different things from a HR point of view that were sort of natural to me, uh, they had they had the biggest impact. And I can look back on that and say that they did that did take us through that period and that has now put us in this position we are today where we've got uh, happy employees, happy customers. Yeah, great. That's awesome. So you sort of mentioned a, a few of uh, the te- the team members there and and um, and how things are sort of working internally. So I know because I I know you guys pretty well that um, many of the team members have been there like ten years plus. So I'm thinking of like Amanda, Tom, you know, um, Sharon. Like you've got a team that's been around for like a long, long time. What do you think is the key to retaining employees for ten years plus? Yeah, look, I think the the number one thing I believe is is purpose. I think um, people want to work for a business that, that is has a purpose and, and lives that purpose. For us, it's about making employment easier, and the fact that we've been able to innovate around that purpose for so long, it, it, it keeps you engaged in what's next and what what we're doing. And I think that's the biggest thing that has kept me in EI and also those other people you mentioned as well. I think. Yeah, great. That's awesome. So um, you talked about innovating there. So um, you guys obviously outsource a whole bunch of things. You, you provide outsource legal services, outsource HR, and then outsource payroll as well. What do you think is the next coming trend in outsourcing of business processes? Oh, look, I, 
I've got a view that, um, so you mentioned, we, yeah, we do um, provide outsource HR and payroll under the Employment Innovations brand. We've also got a, a law firm, AI Legal, and um, we run a, an outsourced employment slash labour hire business called Simployable. I honestly believe that the next big thing in Australia um, could be around that Simployable model where um, micro businesses, those with you know, less than five employees, say, um, there's not a lot we can really do for them from a services point of view because it's so expensive for us to maybe deliver the outsourced payroll and the HR to their small business over and over again. What they're really looking for is the ability to basically say, can you do everything for me? As in employ the staff and, and obviously do it you know, for, a, for a competitive fee. Now, that's, that's quite big in America. There's a big industry for that. The PEO industry is quite large. And if you're looking to hire your first worker, you just go and use a Paychecks or a, or, a, um, or a Trinet. The reason why it doesn't work in Australia is because of payroll tax. A large business is subject to payroll tax. A small business, such as these micro businesses, are not subject to payroll tax. That solution becomes too expensive. But if we can remove some of those impediments, then I believe that would be a fantastic solution for Australia. I think it would improve the employment prospects for a lot more people in Australia. It would remove sham contracting. Um, and I really think that's a, that could be the future for, for that sort of sec- sector in Australia. Do you want to drink your beer? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Take a beer break. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you want to tell us a bit more about Simployable? Yeah, well, look, um, Simployable's been around the long... It's had different names over the years. It's only been called Simployable for the last two. But it was the reason why I joined EI. Um, back in 2007, um, sorry, 2008, I, I joined EI. Uh, we only had two clients um, under this particular solution. It's basically where we will employ your staff for you. And we typically work pretty strongly in hospitality and retail. And we take away that whole burden of... Um, systems, safety, HR, payroll, everything. And um, you know, I started back in uh, 2008 in that job. In fact, with Demetra, me and Demetra, mm-hmm. who works at KeyPay, we, we were the sole sort of people running that part of the business and it exploded. It was doubling in size every six months. And um, it really fueled the growth of every other product that we have at EI. So that, that's, that's really the history of EI's modern, modern history anyway, is off the back of that solution. We currently have about 3,000 workers under the, the business now with about 100 clients. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's only for, as I said, it only works for certain types of clients because of that payroll tax yeah. um, barrier. So what industries would you be sort of focusing right, on? Right now we're, we're still across hospitality significantly. We are in fast food retail, a little bit of construction work as well. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, been, it's been around for, you know, for 14 years now and doing, doing well. Mm. Do you think there's any other industries that haven't picked up on, on this sort of outsourced employment model that, that could benefit from it? Uh, I'm not sure about industry, but I, as I said, I think it's that segment, that micro business market that will really benefit from it more than anyone else. Right, yeah. Okay, so the people who are doing it all themselves and don't have time yeah. to then do all of the HR processes and whatever. Yeah, we see, We see. I've been exposed to quite a lot of those type of business owners who are like trying to do everything and always when I talk to a business owner even if they're a friend of mine it's it's those things that they didn't anticipate doing or don't particularly like doing because um you know they're passionate about their their uh type of business so that makes makes complete sense is there anything that you're doing to sort of push that message out to micro businesses and to kind of get the message out that that Look, is a service that they could benefit from as i said it, it's all good and well to talk about the virtues of the solution but whilst ever there's an impediment a cost impediment for that i mean 
you've got to convince the, the powers that be, the governments, that um, there are other ways that we can raise revenue or, or maybe not even affect revenue. Um, I will share a LinkedIn post I've done around this. If anyone's interested in it, they can read through my my reasons for why it's a good idea and how it could be done. Um, if anyone's got any ideas of how we can influence the powers that be for, for, for that idea, that I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear from it as well. Yeah. Great. We'll share that on the on the blog with the with the podcast when we when we launch it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I don't know don't know you personally, but I hear that you are a are a dad. Um, so <laughs> how do you juggle your role with being a parent? Look, I, I'd have to say in the last 12 months, um, in this new way of working, um, it's been a whole lot easier. Um, I think if I went back to what, the way things were uh, more than before COVID, um, my kids would sort of wonder where dad is around. But now that I've, I've got the benefit of uh, being remote first as a business, I'm, I'm in the office maybe one, two days a week on average. I'm home more than I'm in the office. I'm there for, I can do school drop off and pick up every now and again. I think um, in the last twelve months, it's been it's been fantastic for for me um, in that regard. And I do live an hour away from the office too, so that's um, that's a, another benefit too. Yeah, yeah, it's great to have this. Like I think the option now to work in the office and at home and whatever sort of suits you. And that you know that those long commutes really do make a big it's a big difference when you've got a two hours on top of your you know days working away yeah. from the family and away from home and all that kind of thing. Well, mind you, the commute itself wasn't – I used to enjoy the commute because it was my time to listen to music or read the paper <laughs> or it was my me time and I've lost that me time now. There's no separation between home and, and work. So I'm adapting to that situation now as well. I was telling Kate you were a big music fan actually. We had it in our, on our list of questions to ask you, what are you listening to at the oh, moment? Oh, wow. Well, look, I think when we look back at our, um, our LinkedIn posts to each other, we're sort of not really talking business, we're talking music, aren't we? Yeah. Maybe so, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, look, I, I haven't listened to as much music because of what I said before as I probably used to, but I really can't get enough of the Avalanches album from last year. It's an absolute cracker. It's, um, it's my favourite. It could even be surpassing their original um, album, which was always my all-time favourite. So that's, that's my, my go-to at the moment still after nice. six months. Yeah. Oh, very good. Oh. Are you missing the um, music scene, uh, nightlife, or was that something that being a dad sort of ended yeah, cut that's, off the knees that, anyway? That's definitely been cut off a long while. Look, I've got a few coming up um, this year, which I'm looking forward to, but nowhere near the, the days it used to be. So I've got to adjust to, to, to being a dad and not doing that as much as I used to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely fair enough. Uh, so before we finish up, Shane, um, obviously you have done an awesome job as CEO, uh, given the success that you guys have seen, what other reasons do you think EI has been so successful, especially over the last few years? We've had such a good run at EI. Look, we've had a really good run with um, success in, in the last, say, three years. And I, there are some reasons for why that's, that, that has happened. I mentioned before the growing market, that's a big one. But I think the the increased scrutiny on workplace compliance. I think as well that our ability to deliver our services around cloud technology has been the biggest ability, not just KeyPay, but of the HR software as well. We can deliver those services from anywhere around great technology. It's been a massive advantage. Yeah, you guys are really ahead of the game with systems. Like I can remember seven years ago, eight years ago, when you were all about like very system driven yep. and knew your systems. And I think that's really been a credit to you to to keeping the business going and improving the business all the time is that you're not afraid to adopt new technology. Yeah, I, I, I remember in those early days, the pre-KeyPay days, um, there was a lot of manual stuff. I remember catching a train to Newcastle for work and I had to catch a train because I needed to work on, to get there and I was 
manually doing so much timesheet interpretation to put into the, our archaic systems back then. It's just amazing how far things have gone and what we've got, available, got access to these days. Mm. Aside from KeyPay, is there any other systems that you're using to run business processes or personally yourself to for productivity that you're, you'd recommend to other people? Look, we, we use a few. I'd probably recommend, I mean, at, at a leadership level and, and how, to, how we run the business at a leadership level, we, we're big advocates of a software called Traction Tools, which just keeps us on check with our weekly leadership meetings, with our metrics and with our goals. We find that really useful. It's a very simple tool and we find that quite cool. I think um, Slack's obviously pretty popular, particularly in the new way of working. It replaces the sound bites in the office by having things going on, conversations that people are learning through what they're seeing and and the like. That's really important to have that in there as well. yeah, I'd say that that would be our, our two primary tips, I think, for any business. Yeah. Mm. Is there any business, do you think, trends or, or, or things that, that are going on that need to, to go away forever? Um, look, I mean, uh, the, 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 the old return to the workplace, I'm not going to say it's wrong. Um, going back to the old way of you know, working from an office, because it might be right for some, but I, I, from what I've seen so far, I think businesses that are, that are going back to the old style of working from a, an office are probably having a lot of trouble in the talent from talent acquisition point of view. And I yeah. think they're seeing it right now. They're, they're, they're not having as much success on the market as what businesses like us and KeyPay are having because we've got this more just different approach to, to the way we, we the people can work. Yeah. Um, so I think, look, it, it's not, it may not be for every business, but I think if, if you know, use the opportunity to, to, to see what the potential is by doing it this way and, and tap into a talent pool that's bigger than your local area. Absolutely. And the other thing is like just providing people with options, you know, I think some people love to come into the office and socialize and bounce ideas off each other. And that's like what they get their energy from and and what motivates them. Other people go into the office and they're extremely distracted and they don't feel like they can't, you know, plow through their work, you know. And I just think why not give people the option you can potentially downsize your office. I know there are some roles where you literally need to be face-to-face with people and what have you so it isn't suitable for everyone but but yeah my thinking is like why not do both (laughs) you know yeah yeah Yeah. I think that having the choice is the main thing I think Mm. if you if you don't have the choice to come into the office you can also feel quite trapped yeah I feel like through COVID I I think that had a big impact on yeah well I think yeah extroverts who were even I me who's like a total introvert I would have a meeting with somebody online and I, I live alone work from home and I would have a meeting with somebody and be like I couldn't yeah. stop because I literally hadn't talked to another person in like three days. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think as well, yeah, if, if you're going to have, have that sort of remote work approach, then you've got to force a few of those social things as well so people feel a bit more connected. We've sort of tried to do that really a lot in the last 12 months, having a bit of fun with virtual trivia and bingo and EI's got talent, just doing that remotely. Just so you, yeah, you, yeah, a bit of that. So just trying to trying to do a few things like that so that you, know, you don't lose that social connection as well if, if you are choosing to work permanently from home. Yeah, absolutely. What was that little game we found that we loved? Oh, Scribble. 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 Yeah, yeah, we were, we were upset. Like Peak pandemic, we were all just paying, playing this game, which is like Pictionary, where you, get a, it's, you do it over Zoom, you get a word, and then you have to draw, and the rest of the team have to guess what it is. Oh, we, yeah. We would yeah. all be like sneaking off into meetings to play, <laughs> to play this <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah. I think that like a sign of um, a good, like if you've got a good online cult- culture, it's like when you do get together, it's like you've been with each other every day, you know? Yeah. And that, I feel like that's what we were all like, you know, we were just slip back into being... Yeah, exactly how we are, you know. Yeah, and it's funny. And and when you get back to the office, when you do it, it 
you, you, you feel energised too as well. Like I, 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 I love those days when I get back to the office and, and see everyone, and, and yeah, it's it's something you can't replicate and um so it's, it's good that you can get the balance definitely yeah. yeah i mean i think if i came in every day i wouldn't get anything done because i'm just like chatting to everybody and get like too excited to see everyone <laughs> so i need i need some time at home to actually get through work but it definitely is lovely to have the balance yeah, yeah. for sure there is one thing i guess with them um, with new hires have you had any new hires where they've not actually come into the office and met people and it's been quite online yeah, look, we, we, we do. I think the uh, there's. I mean, I've had a lot of catch ups with a lot. We've done a lot of recruiting over the last six months. I think more than ever before. And um, I try, I do a catch up with every new starter in their first week. And it's first thing. It's interesting to see where they're where they are located now. I don't know. Met with someone from the Glasshouse Mountains this week. Last week it was someone in Coffs Harbour, and we've got these people popping up all over the country. So, um, so I think the other there is a bit of a challenge though with some roles um, being 100% remote the induction, the training. There's still a few things to overcome. I think if you're in a specialist role, a payroll professional or HR professional, you can do it quite easily. But in those graduate positions, I, I, there is still a challenge on how do you bring them in and, and get them up to speed and train them and develop them in a remote capacity. I think, I don't know if there's an if there's a solution to that just yet with technology that allows you to, to be able to uh, train, develop on the run with those people. So we're still leaning towards office environment for, for those junior roles yeah, yeah i can yeah. see you could understand that because there is that thing when you join a new role especially when you're young and you kind of you know you'll have your best buddy in the office that you're like hey how the hell do i do this you know <laughs> that kind of thing yeah. um that just sort of like helps you through like somebody that you're comfortable like bugging for the basics like whereas yeah. i can imagine if you were young and inexperienced in a position and sitting at home it might be really hard to get on slack to a random and say like can you help me with this? You know, yeah. Um, but maybe yeah. virtual reality and, and technology might take us there. We don't. We don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I have felt bad for like new graduates and even people starting uni having to do it online and not meeting anybody. Just, yeah, yeah. I would just have no motivation. If, well, that's, if, you go to university for for. Not to not to go to tutorials <laughs> and lectures. What, what are you saying? It's like you go yeah, to go gigs on. and drink beers. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's, that's what it's all about. And then you go on to work in an office to drink beers and, and have fun. <laughs> just never stops. <laughs> well, I think that was um, that was all of our questions, Shane. Thank you so much for taking the time out to come and join us. It was really nice to see you and and catch up. And I'm sure we'll carry on with these few beers after we've. Uh, stopped recording. Yeah, lovely. Thank yeah. you, Dave. Great to be here, and, and thanks for the opportunity to come on on, on the show. Yeah, thanks so much. This is Neve, and this is Kate. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, why don't you share it with a friend? And if you really liked it, subscribe and give us a rating. If you want to find out more about Kipe, go to kipe.com. See, See you next time. time.